0: Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Behind the Braves, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. I'm Ricky Mast, Atlanta Braves Digital Media Content Manager, uh, virtually alongside Braves Director of Alumni Relations, Greg McMichael, and Greg, we are celebrating this week uh, or this weekend at Truist Park. Friday, September 10th is Los Bravos night at Truist Park. Los Bravos day or Los Bravos night, because I think we've done it on day games in past years, is always a fun, uh, fun time. We do a lot of different activations and activities around Los Bravos night. Of course, the most visible, I would say, is that the team on the field is wearing their Los Bravos jerseys. And I believe... I think, uh, with this being a Friday night game, I think this will be the first time that uh, the team will be wearing the red Los Bravos jerseys. Nice. So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, So we thought, uh, what better time to have the uh, the hosts, our counterparts of the Los Bravos podcast, the official Los Bravos podcast, uh, Eddie Perez, who Braves fans have known for a long time, your old teammate, and uh, now... Uh, coach with the Braves, longtime coach and special advisor. And I think Eddie has filled all kinds of different roles over the years, but you know him, you love him, Eddie Perez and uh, Fernando Pinedas. Uh Fernando, I hope I didn't just butcher your last name. I'm, I'm trying. I'm from the mountains, but I, I do try. So, uh, I first met Fernando, actually, when you and I were at the winter meetings in 2018 in Las Vegas. Um, we were there to, I remember we taped an interview with with Greg Maddox for this show. There was a, a Braves, I don't know if it's kind of like a reception or a cocktail hour or something one night for, for all the Braves employees that were in town. Uh, the team hosted a little uh, reception for everybody at at a restaurant inside our hotel, and Fernando and I—I I don't know if you introduced us or if he just came up and introduced himself—but we ended up talking for, gosh, a long time. I think I spent more time talking to him that night than I did anybody else, and we just just hit it off instantly. Um, just a great guy. And of course, you know Eddie, great guy, and uh, so. The two of them have been hosting the, the official podcast of Los Bravos for a while now, and we've been wanting to get them on. COVID happened, so we're like, all right, we'll 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 wait till things are starting to get a little bit back more to normal. And we thought, hey, this week with, with Los Bravos night coming up, what better time? And we talk a little bit about the podcast, but uh, really more about the work that they do and mm-hmm. Eddie's experiences as, as a minor league player coming to the United States not knowing English at the time or very, very few words, as you're going to hear. You'll hear which words he knew. Um, and then Fernando's work that he does now with players like Eddie, who are coming from uh, Latin America primarily and coming here and getting assimilated into the culture. Um, I, the first thing that comes to mind is how lucky are we to have both of these men associated and working with our organization, right? I mean, just both quality yeah. People.
1: I mean, yeah, for sure. And we have so many people here with the Braves that just do amazing work. And uh, it's it's great to highlight Fernando. Uh, there's also a young, young woman by the name of um, Laura Stephan. She works um, with us. And and Marcus Mormon. The, these guys do a great job. Uh, Los Bravos, as well as HBC Unite and, and a lot of our different initiatives that we have going on. Throughout the year, and this is just another one that they've done a great job. And I and I've, I've said this a number of times. I probably feel like a broken record, but or sound like one. But I just am so proud of all the alumni and what they what they do for this organization. Not only are they here to engage with fans and companies, and they're a part of Alumni Weekend, Alumni Sunday, but they're also giving back to the minor leagues. They're giving back to the organization in ways like this. I mean, these guys are doing a a Spanish podcast. They're working with the minor league players, helping them not only being role models on how to um, how to make it here in baseball and just being good people and forming a new life because you know they have to come from a country and and be in this culture that's totally different than theirs. And these guys are role models for how to do that. They're helping them do it, and they're not only teaching them how to be great baseball players, but they're teaching them how to be great human beings. And how to be productive and, and uh, not that they don't get, they don't, they can't do that, but it's just different when you're in a new culture, there's different rules, there's different things to, to know, and these guys are helping that helping guide them in that uh, in that way in the in the Braves organization in Atlanta Georgia and Northport Florida and then they go to Jackson Mississippi and Gwinnett and, and and Rome and and Augusta so all these different places around the country are different and it's just amazing that these guys are there to help support the players and cuz ultimately we want yes we want great baseball players and we want people to come back come up and make an impact at the big league level but you know what, if you if you can't, um, you know, if you can't understand the culture and if you can't fit in and and in the area that you're going to be, you're not going to be as good. So I think all that stuff works together and I just love what they're doing. And and uh, and then just this is an extension of being able to talk to the players and have a podcast in Spanish. Uh, it's, it's really it's
0: really neat to see. Well, you're going to hear Eddie talk about his experience when he first arrived here as as a teenager um, back in, I guess, I guess he would have arrived in the I don't know if he was early nineties, late eighties, but whenever he arrived here and um, as he was telling the story and I won't spoil it for you, I'll let you, you out there hear it. But when he was telling the story, I guess I kind of was putting myself, like if I were in his shoes of I'm the person that's experiencing this story, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, this is, I'm being completely serious here. I felt myself just put if I'm putting myself in that situation, I felt myself getting like kind of scared, like how scary that would be to be in that situation, to be in this place, not speak the language and just being literally lost and really not having anybody there to help. Um, It just it it scared the life out of me thinking about that. Uh, So thank goodness we have people like Fernando and Manny who are here to, to help those players. Uh, so that they have somebody here. Cause gosh, it, it's, it's, that's just not, that's not a luxury or anything. That's a necessity. And I, I hope every organization, I know the guys said not every organization has these roles in baseball. And uh, I'm here to say that there's no reason that they shouldn't. Every organization needs roles like that needs multiple of them to, to help these young players that are coming into this country um, that well, just to help. That's it. I mean, right. Just to have somebody there to help them, just to get them through the day. It's part of being doing the right thing. Absolutely. That's it's just that simple. It's just doing the right thing and it's not hard to do the right thing. So, you know, Whatever teams I don't know which ones they are. Whatever teams aren't uh, quite up to par with that yet. They need to. They need to be on that. And they did need to be on that. Yesterday, uh, I'm also glad before we get to Fernando and Eddie, I am glad you brought up Laura and Marcus because I wanted to shout them out here too. the The amazing work that they do, and it's not Laura does just an incredible job with Los Bravos and, and the social like the social media accounts and the brand. Uh, the work she does is incredible. I Believe we mentioned Marcus before the work he does. Like we we when we had Marvin Freeman on for hbcu night recently um the work marcus does is great and i do want to shout them out in this way too laura's area is los bravos and marcus is in diver- diversity marketing um but it's not just those specific areas they are full-fledged members of our marketing team and are involved in it so just to give you an example yesterday we were having a, a marketing meeting discussing possible postseason marketing campaigns. If, if, and when the Braves make the postseason this year, what would the marketing campaign be? And that sort of thing. And what's great about our team is that everybody puts in their input and their opinions and Marcus and Laura are every bit as part of that as any of the rest of us are. Um, And it's a great environment for us all to be in. I'll give you, I I threw out my idea towards the beginning of the meeting and I thought it was, you know, pretty good. And every other idea I heard was way better than mine. Uh, (laughs) Thank goodness. So, but that's, what's great about being on a team like ours. If, if Laura Marcus has an idea that that's the best idea, then that's what we're going to go with. Uh, Um, or if our creative team, or if it's me or whoever, that's what we're going to go with. And that's, that's the kind of environment you want to work in. So sorry, I, sorry, just want to brag on my teammates and my co Oh,
1: that's great. Yeah, I agree. But, I, we can brag on anytime we want
0: to. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're lucky. We got a lot of good people here. So for sure, for, for sure. Well, speaking of good people, let's get to our interview uh, with Fernando Penaez and Eddie Perez.
1: Hey, guys, we appreciate you joining us here on uh, Behind the Braves. And uh, we, we've we been wanting to have you guys on for some time talking about your podcast, uh, Los Bravos podcast, and all of the great work you're doing in the Hispanic community. This is uh, Hispanic Heritage Week, and we've yeah. got the big Los Bravos Day coming up where we've got some <coughs> alumni coming in and uh, just a lot of great stuff to talk about. So just, uh, I mean, tell us how long you've been doing the podcast and how it's been going for you. Podcast. Yeah,
2: I'll go ahead. Um, The podcast, the podcast, for those who don't know, uh, my name is Fernando Pinares and I work in player development here at the Braves. Thank you, Greg and Ricky, for having us here today. Uh, But yeah, the podcast in Spanish, it's called Detrás del Guante, which translates to Behind the Glove. It started uh in the spring of or in the winter of 2020, right before right before the season was about to start. We recorded a few episodes during spring training in person. And then we all know what happened that spring training 2020. So it's been a little rocky getting it off the ground, but um we've been able to even during COVID year, we were able to have uh a lot of interviews all through Zoom or Teams virtually with great guests and we've had we've had a lot of fun with it, right, Eddie?
3: Yeah, not so um it's, it's funny because uh, we always invite ex-players or players, and, and they all want to do it. We got Panda when we used to have Panda, and and then after Panda went in, everybody wants to get in, but, you know, because the season starts, it's hard for some of the guys. Mm-hmm. But we have a, a lot good at um, ex-players, uh, and we're going to get some more. So we're going to get some more, uh, um, hopefully um, – during the season and after the season, we're going to go we'll do some, some players, ex players.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you guys have had some, like I said, I saw where you had Pablo on, I saw where you had Johan Camargo, and mm-hmm. I, I listened to those episodes, but to be honest, I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: but, but I'm fun. sure, it's I'm fun. sure
1: it was great. Yeah. And, and we know that, uh, we, we have a, a, Great respect for the Hispanic community. Obviously, Eddie, you're Venezuelan, and yeah. Fernando, you're from Colombia. Yes, Colombia, correct. Right. Right. Yeah, and um, Cart- and yeah, yeah, yeah. And Fernando, you you're doing a lot of great work in the minor leagues. You're you're down actually in Northport working with minor leaguers, and and then of course, Eddie, you're up here working with the big league team now. But most of the time, you've been working in the minor league system as well. So, yeah. how is this? translated at all for you, Fernando? I mean, it being working in the minor leagues or is this just something you've always wanted to do?
2: Well, um, yes, it does translate a little bit in the sense that it, it's given me a, ever since I've been doing this, this is now a year on and off. It's year four for me doing this job. Um, obviously given me, I, I didn't grow up around the game like you guys did. I wasn't a professional player since I was a teenager. Uh, so I never really had, I'm like Ricky I was always a fan you see it from the outside it's completely different
1: right well, wait 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 you are a professional golfer Yeah,
2: I'm trying to get
1: there <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fernando's very good so he is an athlete let's just uh, let's just make that I, clear
2: I think uh, Greg I always show this to people I know our nice. listeners can't see but it's the feel me grow golf yeah. classic that Greg and I did yeah. last year that's we right. one any, of my we, favorites yeah, we kept Eddie off our team, which really
3: helped. Um, anytime, <laughs> anytime.
2: But no, as I was saying, it's given me being in the day I don't play, but I am in the day to day here with the minor leaguers, and you get a lot, you a lot bit more appreciation of how hard it is because it's not just mm-hmm. what you see on the field. There's so that's maybe ten percent of it. What's on the field, the rest is the daily grind, the preparation. So it has helped me understand a lot more what. The players and the alumni that we interview, what they what they go through to get to to where they are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it it overlaps a little bit. Um, we're trying to edit this. I'll just say it here live, so so they can hold us accountable to it. But we're trying to get a few minor league coaches and share their experience because the job nice. they do um, is not very recognized, and it's a very very as you guys know, it's a very very important job that they do with. <laughs> all the minor leaguers the Hispanic minor leaguers the American minor leaguers all of them like that the minor league um, career or the process through the minor leagues is not an easy one right and if we can highlight a little bit of that that would be great
3: but you know what Greg uh, let me let me say something that the, the job that Fernando do in, in and norport and the spring training you know helping those kids um, get through the season. I wish I can have those stuff. And um, when I got here, I, I was lost. And I didn't have nobody like Fernando or or Manny, which is we have Manny and our podcast too. Uh, Manny is one of those guys who take care of all the kids in the Manor And 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 to have somebody like Fernando or or or, or Manny. It's, it's huge, man. You, I mean, they you get in the airport, they pick you up, they, they, they take you to the mall, they take you to buy some stuff. You know, all the stuff that I never got it, those guys are doing a great job with that. So that's why we got money in our podcast, and money was telling us experience about ex players or players that play in the big leagues that, that he, that he has to go through with them. Uh, and and it's, and it's unbelievable. I it? helping this, the, the English, helping the food, helping how to take care of themselves is, is something that Fernando and Manny doing Is And it's, I think, uh, as a player, we appreciate that because, uh, um, I, like I said, I wish I could have that when I got here in the big leagues mm. or, or in the minor league because uh, it, w- it was tough and, and it's still tough. But you know, now fu- it's it's nice. I think the Atlanta Braves are doing a good job having guys like Fernando, Manny, and all those guys in the minor league helping those Spanish kids who get here for the first time in their
0: life. Mm. Well, and piggybacking off that, two questions for each of you about the the role that Fernando and that Manny. Uh, perform for the Braves Fernando for you how did you end up in this this job and what was your path to get here with the Braves and then Eddie you've been with the organization for a long time Yeah. when did this type of role when did teams start developing this type of role or finally see yeah. the, the need for it Fernando go ahead
2: yeah so I I've always been a huge baseball fan um, and I few years ago, I realized I was spending more time watching and reading about the game than I was on my actual job, uh, Mm -hmm. which was not healthy for my career or just in general. So I figured I I just wanted to find a way to work in baseball. So I didn't know anyone or or know really a way to get in except going back to school and pursuing a degree in sports management. And that led me to meeting professors and, and going to certain events and meeting people. And that, through through a professor that recommended me and a contact I met at MLB, it led me to the trainee program at the Braves. But uh, it was in ticket sales. I had no experience. I, I had business experience, sales, man, general management, and it was an opportunity and I honestly didn't think I was going to like it that much because it was a lot of cold calling and being on the phone, but I thought it was fun. Maybe not so much the being on the phone all day, but just the job itself and and working in the game and coming to tourist park every day, uh, being around the, the, the game and the team, it was a lot of fun. And when I was there in that trainee year, I met some people in the player development department just through it was more of like a social gathering and and, and they, we, we met and they asked about my background and, and if I was ever interested in doing something like this. And I'm like, well, I don't know much about it, but but yeah, I would love to learn more about it. And that led to an actual interview and, and moving over from ticket sales to now in player development doing what I'm currently doing. That's, yeah, that's and, what led here. Yeah. yeah. And,
3: and, and the different now and then, like I said earlier, having somebody like Fernando um, and I had a bunch of guys, not only Fernando. I think the Braves are doing a great job because they, they, they saw what we went through when we played. Um, um, shoot, I spent, I spent almost half a day in the airport my first time I got in United States because nobody picked me up. And I don't and know what to do.
2: Eddie, how many days without eating? Two days without having breakfast. I'll tell you real quick. I only knew, knew a few
3: words and one of the words that I knew was breakfast, lunch and dinner, of course, and thank you and 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 the, and the first baño. the first time yeah, and the first time I came here, I I, I went outside the door and I say, well, uh, as soon as I heard somebody say breakfast, I going to say yes. So here comes somebody, and, and I got up at 5.30 in the morning. Somebody said, I said, and I, and I remember myself, I said, as soon as I heard the word breakfast, I say yes. So this guy came to me and said, do you already got breakfast? And I said, yes, yes, yes. So he goes, okay, go inside the room. So I went inside the room, and I was waiting for breakfast. I never got breakfast. So the, <laughs> the next day I said, well, as soon as he said breakfast, as as I say no. So there you come, 5.30 in the morning. Somebody came, and he asked me, do you want breakfast? And I say no, 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 no. So it's been two days we breakfast. <laughs> so it's it's it's, it's 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 like I said, it's fun to have somebody like Fernando and Manny because. That's the first thing you, the first, two, the first two guys you see when you get in the United States, Fernando and Manny, and then they tell you everything. Well, well, breakfast at seven o'clock. You gotta get up. You gotta do this. But practice is at nine o'clock. And I think the Braves are doing a great job. Not every team have this. Um, and, Another
2: thing. Sorry, I interrupt, Another thing that has really helped is the complex here, the facility yeah. itself. Oh yeah. Perfect.
3: Yeah, but I'm, you guys started in Orlando when we did oh, yeah. the complex, you know. what well, money did a great job picking the guys the guys up and, and teaching everything. And and then they got classes and and in English. Uh, uh, somebody uh come, a teacher come and teach those guys not only what they're going through in the game, you know, stuff they have to do outside outside baseball, and, and that helps a lot, man. Mm. You, you don't know how much it helps. And and it was funny because about about six years ago uh somebody came out with idea that teach everybody all the coaches all the american guys spanish and, and i said that's the worst idea and they told me why because the the, the kids from latin america won't, won't learn any english because it's the, the guys we got here already know spanish so just just don't do that so um, that's why Fernando and Manny are doing a great job uh, mm. uh, telling the kids what to do, teaching them English, and and you know a lot of all this stuff that that's outside baseball that helps a lot.
1: Mm. Well, that's great, and you know, <clears throat> Eddie, we we go way back. So I, I don't know exactly how old you are were when we met in Durham, uh, yeah. playing for the Durham Bulls, but you yeah. seemed uh, amazingly. Uh, assimilated at that point, where you knew, you spoke English well, you were able to communicate with the pitchers. Uh, you just and it seemed like you helped a lot of the, the guys, like Ramon Caraballo and Javi. Wow. Even though Javi, you know, in Puerto Rico, I think he 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 did pretty well with English, but yeah. a lot of the guys weren't like that. But well, you had great teammates like Pedro Bourbon, who was you know bilingual and yeah. grew up here in the states. But I think back about how. And I can't even imagine what this would be like when you talk about going to the airport and just being dropped off and not not knowing the the language or the culture and how you had to fight through that. It it speaks to the character that you have today. And then, of course, the story that you got your citizenship and you went through the whole process, you became a U.S. citizen. I think that's just amazing. One question I have for you guys um, is kind of about that journey, because I'm real involved in growing the game. So I've just been. Handed over working with um, growing the game here in and around Atlanta and throughout our footprint in doing clinics and coaches clinics and then uh, baseball tournaments. And one thing that we're very cognizant about is is where baseball is in the underserved markets. So the Latino community, the African American community, these different areas. How are we building the brand? How are we how are we promoting the game of baseball? It seems to me, and you guys can correct me if I'm, I'm wrong. It seems like there's still a huge influx of Hispanics that are coming to the states to play baseball that want to play baseball. But if you look here in the United States, it seems like there there's not as many. So we've we've concentrated on the African American community and growing the game because the numbers have gone down. I think, and maybe if this is wrong, it seems like probably in the Latino community it probably is not as big. Is it is in the, you know, the white community and, 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 and we look at the Asian community, it's not that way as well. So do you think that's true? And if so, what is it? Why is it that we're still, it seems like there's more Hispanics in baseball than there ever has been. It's like half the team is, is still continuing to be a huge sport in in the country. So are you seeing something different or would you say that's accurate?
3: Well, no, let me say something, Greg, I think, for the Latin community, community is it's is, is hard to say, but I'm going to say it. I think our situation in Venezuela and other Latin American places is very difficult. And to have a job as a baseball player is huge. Um, mm. I'm going to talk about Venezuela um, first because now I'm a dad and I have a 10-year-old kid or 14-year-old kid. I don't want to send them to school. I want to send them to academy, baseball academy. And and, and they had a lot of players in there, a lot of kids, 14, 15 years old. And they and they put them in there and they just practice baseball every day because they want to be a Miguel Cabrera. They want to be a Salvador Perez or Miguel uh, Jose Altuve because they're making money and they're taking care of all the family. It's nothing to do in Venezuela anymore. You know, when I came here, my family got mad at me because I choose to play baseball. Because we used to live okay. We used to, oil was our number one thing. And around my, my town was oil. And we have 40% of the people who live in my town were American. They went there and worked in all companies. And I was fine. We were fine. But then when I signed, they got mad at me. Because what are you doing? You go somewhere else. And we're fine here. But guess what? All my brothers, they got mad at me. Because I choose to play baseball, they're all here with me now. Mm. You know, I'm taking care of them, I'm taking care of my mom, I'm taking care of some of the, my family members, and and and. But now, uh, you're in baseball, or you are gonna be poor? Believe mm. it or not, that's the way it is in mm. Venezuela. And and I'm not far away from Dominicans, and and but I'm not Puerto Rican because Puerto Rican, you know, you got. That's why. It, that's why Puerto Rican players are so good because they either really good or they go do something else. But Venezuelan, Dominican, it's, it's not too much to do in there, especially in Venezuela. And then when you get a chance to sign baseball while you're 17 or 18, you get you get a little bit of money. By the way, in those academies, they taking care of your family too. Mm. You know, they giving like a five hundred dollars a month. So they can take care of themselves, which is a lot of money in Venezuela, hmm. and they keep those kids in there. And also, a scout goes out there and sign those kids and bring them here, and they get a future. But hmm. staying in Venezuela is sad. It's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be that good, and that's why Venezuelan players. Or Latin American places, growing up more and more and more, mm. especially in Venezuela. I never see so many Venezuelans in the big league yeah. like I do. Now. Makes a lot and of sense. When, when I when I play, it was maybe once per team, but now it, it's it's everywhere. You guys, players, even the team we have right now. We used to have, we used to have Inciarte, Panda, Adrianza, me, all those guys in one team. Acuna. And, was, and Yeah, Acuña, and I never see this much before. You know, and, and then you go see another team, they have five or six Venezuelan players, which is good, but at the same time it's sad because I know why they're here and I know because they want to build a future for them and for their family.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a different for players from Hispanic countries. Venezuela now, because of the situation they're living that Eddie explained so well, Cuba obviously is was in the same situation as Venezuela Thirty years before, and they're, they're still in that same situation, but they 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 see it as a way out of uh, of the island. In the case of Cuba, out of of poverty, really, uh, yeah. it's an opportunity to to make a life. It's not just um, it's not just playing a game. It's it's a career, right? It's a professional yeah. <laughs> career, and it's a job, and and it's a way for them to to provide for their family. So there's a lot of pressure, and 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 you see it on a day-to-day basis when a guy goes over four with three strikeouts and gets two hits in a week, he's he's like, what's going on? Am I gonna get cut? If I get cut, what's gonna yeah. be what's gonna happen with my future? So it's a lot of uh, on the day-to-day basis. It goes back to what I was saying earlier, the the grind of the day-to-day minor league season. I was not aware of, and and it's a lot of. Um, mental work that we have to do with with the players and like hey just take it one day at a time like just focus on tomorrow but it's easier said than done right It's right yeah
0: well, I know one thing we wanted to ask you both about, we wanted to have you on this week because we're celebrating Los Bravos night at the ballpark at Truist Park on Friday, September 10th. That's um, always a, a great day every year on on our calendar at home. I personally, like a lot of Braves fans, I just love the Los Bravos jerseys. That that to me, it, just, it just looks cool. The hats, everything, it just looks cool. Um, but I, I've been a Braves fan my whole life, but I've started working with the Braves in 2015. And at that time, the Los Bravos brand didn't exist yet. And no. I was there for the kind of some of the beginnings of that and how exciting it was when we first started talking about launching this this new uh, Los Bravos brand. So I was just curious, especially Eddie, since you've been with the organization for so long. Yeah, What does that... I know just as a Braves fan who doesn't even speak Spanish, like I know how cool I think it is, and I love the, the idea of it and that we celebrate it every year. But what does that brand, that Los Bravos brand, and being able to wear those jerseys for a game every year, what does that mean to you? It's, it's you,
3: you don't understand. It's, it's hard to explain because when I play and we were going to L.A. and see Los Dodgers um, one time in Milwaukee, I saw the Cerveceros jersey, uh, los Metropolitanos de New York. You know, is and I had, I was jealous of that. I said, I wish we can have that in Atlanta. I wish when I when I play it says Los Bravos and and the music, the the food, uh, the most of all the the jersey. I was so jealous to see another team having those those names in Spanish in the Jersey. And I was like, one day it's going to be in Atlanta. And, and when that happened, I remember that I did an interview and I said exactly the same thing because it was, I'm so happy to have those Bravos. I'm happy to see the music, the, the food. Now you go to the clubhouse, you see Venezuelan food every time. Clubhouse, visiting clubhouse. And I was, I, I tell the guys, you guys don't understand. We barely got food. Now we have Venezuelan food in the clubhouse. Mm. We got Colombian food. We got Dominican food. And the guys go crazy. I think uh, um, Calvin and doing a good job in the clubhouse, bringing all those food. And, 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 and I tell the guys, you guys don't understand how – how happy you guys should be right now because of this, because we got food now, we got the music now. Um, and, and, and having the jersey, Los Bravos, and our, our chess is, is, I mean, it's unbelievable. You can see a lot of people going to the game. You know, when I play, you can barely see one Venezuelan flying in the stand. Now it's, Americans carrying the Venezuelan flag. Mm. And I I get mad because I said, hey, you're not Venezuelan. Don't do that. And he goes, no, man, I'm okay. I'm okay. I love it. I love it. And uh, (laughs) I think my Michael knows this guy that we know from Fantasy Camp Um, he lives in Pennsylvania. Um, the guy who's been there every year, he brought a be- Venezuelan um, flag and everybody thought he was Venezuela. So Acuna, everybody went signed <laughs> to this guy and they were talking to him in Spanish. Hey, man, thanks for coming in Spanish. And he was like, no hablo. And, I thought you were Venezuelan. And he goes, no, I just carried the flag. And he got mad at this guy and I said, hey, don't worry about it, you'll be proud of that. So, yeah. And they said, yeah, you're right, that's good. So I see the flag, so, fifty flag from other countries. It's, it's beautiful, especially here mm. when we play in Atlanta. And now having Los
0: Bravos is unbelievable. Mm. That's awesome. How yeah. about you, Fernando? What does is, what is Los Bravos brand mean to you?
2: Yeah, it's it's pretty cool to see the, the growth of the brand because uh, I, I listen to your podcast, Greg, Ricky, I, uh, and I hear you guys talk about, especially when you have guests with, from the glory years in the 90s, And even before that with Bob Horner the other day, uh, you guys always talk about TBS and the huge impact TBS had for people in Virginia, right, Ricky? Or people in, I'm trying to remember another one, but it's all over the country. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, Matt Kemp, when he was with the Braves, used to always say he grew up a Braves fan in middle America because of TBS, right? Well, that extended to Latin America. So when I was growing up in Colombia. Uh, we had WGN and TBS. So a lot of people my age and a few years older and younger in the 80s and 90s grew up being a, either a Braves fan or a Cubs fan because the Braves were so good, there were a lot more Braves fans. So there's a huge, the Braves have a huge, uh, a huge footprint in all these Latin American countries. It's, uh, so it's, it's great to see the, the, the Braves, the brand itself, grow and and extend itself to not just Braves country, um, not even nationally, but also internationally. So uh, it's pretty cool. Um, I I echo what Eddie said, what Eddie said about the food down here in Northport. We have a cafeteria for the players and we get plantains and rice Mm. and beans every day, uh, which helps a lot with the development of the players because they feel a little bit more at home with the food Mm. and they're more... They're more willing to to eat the healthy food the Braves provide because it's a lot more similar Mm -hmm. to what they're used to eating. So, uh, And we have a lot, especially we were talking about earlier the impact of Latin American players. As you go lower and lower lower in the minor leagues, there's more and more Latin American players. The higher you go, the less uh, Hispanic players there are. But you think there's a lot of Hispanic players in the big leagues I'll, I'll invite you guys down here in the middle of the season and see how. I sometimes don't speak Spanish, don't speak English, sorry, for three, four days. It's all Spanish because most of our guys are, are Hispanic down here. So uh, it's cool to see the brand grow and, and, and expand to, to Latin America and, and, and all of our Latin American countries. So, yeah, I, I echo what Eddie said. I don't get to wear the jersey, but uh, it's still pretty cool.
1: Well, fortunately, we get to get some of that great food, too, with uh, Hector over at El Superpon, who you guys know well. He just he's a great cook. And we're actually going to do a show uh, Sunday morning. I've got Pedro Borbone coming in, World Series champion, former teammate of Eddie's in line. And then we have uh, Dennis um, Martinez, who's first Nicaraguan player in the big leagues, which is pretty amazing. They're going to come join us for Los Bravos. And actually, Rico Cardi is going to be here. He's just going to come watch the game with us. And uh, we're going to do a little something special with Hector Sunday morning. And then Pedro's throwing out the first pitch Friday night for his uh, for los bravos and um, and they I think they're gonna be one of them's gonna be on the podcast with you is that uh, yeah, Pedro. I think uh, Pedro, yeah, which will be great. Dennis will be doing some radio Friday night. so we got those guys doing some fun things uh, with us this weekend. but we appreciate the work you guys are doing and and thanks for joining us today and Thank uh, you. we'll celebrate with you guys Friday night because uh, I just think about I just anytime this stuff comes up, I think about all the great teammates I've had over the years. That, uh, you know, I think about I was just talking with Javi the other day and, you know, we met back and, you know, uh, thinking about our, our, uh, you know, our glory days back in the minor leagues and just had some great memories with you guys. And then obviously winning the World Series. So we appreciate all the work you're doing, Fernando, down in Northport. Eddie, I know you're working with the team right now, but you've been doing a ton of work with guys in the minor leagues. So keep it up and uh, we look forward to seeing you around. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you guys.
2: Thanks
1: Thank you guys on. for having us. Yep. Thank
0: Thanks you guys. Hey, Braves country. We just wanted to remind you to rate, review and subscribe behind the Braves on Apple podcasts, Spotify, Google podcasts, Stitcher, or at braves.com slash behind the Braves or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on behind the Braves.